everybody, my name is Lauren Hawksworth and I'm a consecrated woman of Regnum Christi. I'm so happy to be participating with you in this Holy Week retreat at home. Happy Holy Monday. I'm also so happy to share with you the beautiful courtyard of the consecrated women here in Atlanta. We have two communities who live in this beautiful home. The community that serves the consecrated women nationally and also the community that serves ministry here in Atlanta. Before we begin, I'd just like to start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for this moment to be with you, for this moment to pray. Lord, so many people in our world right now would love to have a moment to pray, but for various reasons may not have this gift. We bring them before you now and ask for all the graces that they need. Lord, we also want to thank you for the gift of technology, for our cell phones, for our laptops, for Wi-Fi, which allow us to connect to this incredible means of spiritual growth. Again, Jesus, so many people do not have this gift that we have and we thank you. And Lord, we also thank you for our homes, these places where right now we have to shelter in place during this terrible time of pandemic. We thank you we have running water, electricity and that our homes are safe places because for so many lord they do not have these basic necessities and their home is not a safe place and jesus in a special way we bring these people before you we also want to pray for all those who are sick with the coronavirus for all those serving them medically for all the doctors all the nurses we pray for our leaders, both civil and ecclesial, for wisdom and guidance. And Lord, especially we pray for each and every one of us connecting to this retreat. Today and every day this week, we beg you, Jesus, to give us the same graces as if we were receiving this retreat in front of the Blessed Sacrament, with a preacher, with other retreatants. We know, Jesus, that you are above time and space and you can give us the graces exactly as if we were with you. And Mother Mary, we ask that you come and wrap your mantle around us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So today we're going to meditate on the beautiful passage where Mary of Bethany anoints Jesus. So if you have your Magnificat for Holy Week, or if you have your Bible, you can find this passage in John 12, 1 to 11. <clears throat> John 12, 1 to 11. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there, and Martha served while Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him. Mary took a liter of costly perfumed oil made from genuine aromatic nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judas the Iscariot, one of the disciples, and the one who would betray him, said, Why was this oil not sold for 300 days' wages and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, Leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you but you do not always have me. So before we delve into this actual gospel passage, this beautiful, beautiful passage, 
Let's back up a little and learn more about who this incredible woman, Mary of Bethany was. Who was this passionate lover of Jesus, this woman that would intrude upon an all-male Jewish dinner and anoint the feet of her Lord and Master? This just didn't come out of nowhere. This friendship began many months and many years before. We can see this in the Gospel of St. Luke that Jesus would go to the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus to dine with them, to rest with them, to relax with them. He loved these siblings so deeply. And we know this because when Lazarus was so ill and dying, the way Martha and Mary wrote to Jesus was by saying, Master, the one you love is ill. And we know that Jesus wept outside the tomb of Lazarus when he saw that he had died. But in a special way, we know Mary had this intimacy with Jesus. And we know this because the gospel tells us she sat at the feet of the Lord, listening to him speak. What an incredible grace she had to sit physically at the physical feet of Jesus and listen to him speak. We also know that her sister Martha, burdened by much serving, asked Jesus to tell Mary to come and help her serve. And we know those famous words of reply that Jesus gave her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and concerned about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. And this is what each and every one of us is doing today, carving out 20 minutes to listen, to reflect on the gospel. We are choosing the better part which doesn't mean we won't attend to our other duties like Martha did, we have to. But in order to get the strength to carry them out, we need to sit at the feet of the Lord. We don't have to feel guilty. This is the better part. And maybe we feel anxious like Martha. Maybe we're terrified of getting the coronavirus or that someone we love would get it. Or maybe we're anxious that the money will run out or our husband or our wife will lose their job. Or maybe we are overwhelmed with all the serving, having to homeschool our children, extra cooking, extra cleaning, having to think of fun activities to keep the family happy. Maybe we are overwhelmed, that's okay. But we need to come to the feet of the, the, at the feet of Jesus like Mary did, to listen to him speak, to listen to him say, come to me all you who labor and are overburdened and I will refresh you. We need to be refreshed by the Lord. And maybe you're thinking, well, Lauren, even the gift of being able to sit at his feet in the Eucharist has been taken away. That is true. This incredible gift we have as Catholics to sit at the feet of our Lord in adoration and to receive his body and blood in Holy Communion has been taken away. That is true. But maybe the master who taught Mary so many lessons is trying to teach us something too. Maybe Jesus is trying to say to us as Catholics, do you not believe that I dwell in your soul? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, as truly as I am present in the Eucharist. At the moment of your baptism, my Father and I and our Holy Spirit came to dwell within you. Sometimes I think that the Protestants put us Catholics to shame with their deep belief and conviction in this truth. They do not have the Eucharist, so they have to cling to this truth of our faith. And how many Protestant friends do you have that deeply believe they are temples of the Holy Spirit? So maybe this is something Jesus wants us to deepen in. 
Do we as Catholics, do each one of us personally believe the Trinity lives within us in such a real way? And I would encourage you to ask for that grace if you feel like you do not have it. To beg Jesus to help you believe that he is so deeply and truly present within you. Jesus must have also been so happy to have Mary sitting at his feet. Sometimes we just think of the happiness we get being with him. But our Lord wants to share his heart with us. Just like when you're with a good friend over a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, sharing your joys, your worries, your sufferings, your sorrows. That's what Jesus did with Mary of Bethany. Do you know the heart of Jesus in that way? Can you say that you know the joys, the sorrows, the sufferings of the heart of Jesus? I encourage you this week in your prayer, as you quietly sit in your soul before him, to say, Jesus, share your heart with me. These are the days leading up to your passion. What were you feeling? You knew you only had a few days to live. What was in your heart? Please share that with me. Now we come to the second part of this meditation, this beautiful, beautiful contemplation of Mary anointing the body of Jesus. And we can ask ourselves, what led her to do such an incredibly brave and courageous act? Well, there's a beautiful book called Three Women and the Lord, written by Adrienne von Speyer. She's a European mystic. And what she received in her prayer is that God the Father totally possessed Mary of Bethany and inspired her to act in this way so that she would actually be a sign and an instrument for Jesus himself, almost saying to the Son, yes, the hour of your passion and death is coming. I am anointing your body for burial because your death is approaching. Just like at the wedding of Cana, when God the Father totally possessed Our Lady, and inspired her to say to Jesus, they have no wine. And he said to her, woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. It was as if God the Father was using the Blessed Mother to say to his son, yes, the time of your public ministry is beginning and I'm using your mother as an instrument. In the same way, he uses Mary of Bethany to point to his upcoming passion. For so many weeks, Jesus had been telling his apostles, I will be handed over, I will be scourged, I will be crucified. And they didn't want to have anything to do with it. They did not want to hear this. Even St. Peter took Jesus aside and said, God forbid this should happen to you. But Mary of Bethany had been listening to Jesus. She had been trained in his school and she was used to listening to him, having the sixth sense and perceiving it. And she knew. This was serious, this was real. If Jesus said he was going to die, it means he was going to die. And she wanted to respond with all the love of her heart to this inspiration of God the Father, and also to this Lord and God that she loved with all her heart. She knew that she didn't have much time with him, and she wanted to show him her love. And not just in a small way, in the most extravagant, amazing way. And with our modern, Western mentality where women have such an incredible place in society, this might not be so striking for us, but for first century, century Jewish people, this was completely out of the norm. This went against every social convention. For a woman to interrupt a meal of just men, and not just to interrupt it, but to do such a provocative act that might have made many feel uncomfortable, took a lot of courage 
and a lot of bravery. But she didn't care. She didn't care about what others thought. She knew God was inspiring this, and she wanted to worship her Lord and Savior in the flesh. So she took this vase of oil, this precious ointment, which we knew, which we know was worth an entire year's salary. Can you imagine something that valuable? She broke the jar and she anoints the feet of Jesus, these sacred feet that had walked all over the Holy Land preaching and these feet that she knew would soon be pierced with nails. And then in the other synoptic gospels, we know she also anointed his head, this sacred head that would be crowned with thorns in a few days. And then even more extraordinary, she wipes these feet with her hair. Jewish women were not allowed to let their hair down only in the presence of their husband. Mary lets her hair down and she wipes the feet of her Lord with her hair. And her hair takes up the fragrance of the oil and the feet and the head of Jesus take up the fragrance of the oil. And the gospel tells us this fragrance filled the entire house. I want you to think of your favorite perfume, your favorite smell of a flower, and just imagine it filling your room, your home. Well, this is what happens when we do active charity for our neighbors. When we actually anoint the body of Jesus in our neighbor, we know that Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do to me. So we know when we serve our spouse, our siblings, our children, we actually are anointing the body of Jesus. Now, when you take out the trash or cook that meal or vacuum the living room, it might not feel like you're anointing the body of Jesus, but help yourself before in the moment and say, Lord, this is my way of anointing your body. I'm going to break my jar. When I feel like I have nothing left to give, I'm gonna give that nothing to you still. So my prayer for each one of you in these days is that you can be a Mary of Bethany amidst your Martha activities. You have to continue doing your Martha activities, but take time to be Mary, to sit at the feet of your master, to know the desires and joys and sorrows of his heart as he prepares to die for us in this most sacred time. I also pray that you discover what is that jar full of ointment that you want to break and anoint him with this holy week.